Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God. That's how our lesson opens, a gospel lesson. What a sight, you know, to see people pressing in, desiring to hear the word of God. So eager were they that as they pressed in, Jesus boarded Simon's boat so they could push off into the lake a little bit so he could actually sit and then teach them. And he did. He sat. That was the style for rabbis to sit and teach. So he sat on the boat and taught them from the boat. So what was he teaching? The fact that Luke omits the specific teaching means that it wasn't absolutely necessary that we know the answer to that question. But clearly, Jesus is teaching the truth, as he could not do otherwise. You know, when the author and creator of life teaches, you sit and listen. What is it that he has to say to me? I want to know. It could be on any subject. It doesn't matter. I'm going to press in and listen. God, what is it that you want to say to me? So whatever it was that he was teaching, they wanted to hear it. You know, when Jesus was tempted by Satan three times, he responded, not with new argumentation, but by quoting the scriptures. Satan said, if you are the, if, uh, I hate that, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus answered from scripture, he quoted Deuteronomy. You probably know it. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. To hear God's word is to have life. So the people were pressing in upon him in order to hear the word and to have life. Stop and reflect on this for a moment. Reflect on your disposition toward God's word. Do you press in upon the doors of the church to come and hear God's word? Do you pull out your Bible each day and read it so that you might hear God's word? Are you more likely to partake of three square meals a day when it comes to feeding your stomach or feeding your soul? I mean, there's no inherent sin in in eating a healthy breakfast, okay? But there is a sin in neglecting God's word. And it's, it's not just that it's a sin, it, it separates us. And, the, and the, God's word brings us to him. All right, I say all that and, and it can, you know, it, it, when I say that and I listen to it myself, do I, do I partake of God's word as much as I ought? No, I don't. And I read a lot, but no, is that enough? No, I, I, can, I can always use more. And so, you know, I... It's natural to have feelings of guilt and shame from this. But, you know, the people that were listening, it wasn't guilt or shame that motivated them. That's not, and and I'll explain why. But let me come to that. All right, as we continue through the passage, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master. Notice that, master. We toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. So Jesus has been teaching from the boat and the people were eager to hear his teaching. They were pressing in to hear it. 
And as was often the case, Jesus is going to seal his teaching with a sign to show that he is someone who teaches with authority. You can imagine Simon's position here. You know, (laughs) Jesus, look, I'm a fisherman, okay? I've been doing this my whole life. And, uh, uh, and John and James, they also, we're in business together. We, we know what we're doing. I mean, I know, you're a great teacher, master. That word he uses that we translate master, it means like an expert, you know, a guru. Yeah, I, we, I know that. You're, you're a great teacher. You're good at the whole religion thing. And a carpenter besides. But fishing? Look, man, we've been fishing all night, and we've caught nothing. Why? You know, it might have been a mistake. Simon might have been concerned. You know, Jesus, you're a great teacher, but if this sign doesn't work, no one's going to listen to your teaching. This is a weakness, Jesus. You can't do that. All right, now, it would have been a weakness, but for that to be a weakness, what would that have required? It would have required that Jesus was nothing more than just a good teacher. But if Jesus is the Messiah, if he is the Christ, he is the creator of all things. When he says, yeah, go ahead and put down a net, see what happens. He can providentially declare what will happen. He can cause it to happen. He does cause it to happen. All right, so the strength of his, uh, of, of his teaching and his witness here is the strength of who he is. So, since he is truth at his word, he produces so many fish that they need two boats to contain them all. Bring the other boat. We're going to sink. And by the way, the sinking bit, it's not that they were like the boats were sinking. It's like they sunk down into the water. You know what happens when you load the, the boat up? It, it sinks down. All right. Now, I said earlier that guilt was not what drew people to hear God's word. And I want to explain why I say that. And it has to do with Simon's response to this. Because after Jesus performs this sign, Simon Peter is experiencing and manifests in his conduct shame, guilt, fear, awe, reverence. Simon, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. Simon, who had only a moment ago addressed Jesus as master, now is referred to by Luke as Simon Peter. You'll notice that Luke now says Simon Peter, and now he's addressing Jesus as Lord. Simon regarded Jesus as an expert teacher, but following the miraculous catch of fish, Simon Peter upon whose confession of Christ the church is built. That's what, it, that's what Peter means. Peter, Peter's confession of Christ, of Jesus as the Christ, is the very foundation of our church. That confession. Simon Peter sees that Jesus is Lord. His response reflects his self-assessment, his guilt, his shame. All of a sudden now, it's not just like being in the presence of a 
great teacher. It's being in the presence of the Lord himself. And so he responds, depart from me. I am sinful. It reminds you of our Old Testament lesson, Isaiah, standing before, many would say standing before Christ as he stands before um, the mercy seat. Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Yeah, in the presence of God, who is holy, undefiled, perfect, righteous, we who are sinful wither. I mean, we crumble in fear. How can we stand in the presence of God in his holiness? But Jesus said to Simon Peter, don't be afraid. Think about that. Simon Peter says, depart from me. You who are holy, I am a sinful man. He confesses, I am sinful. This is a confession. And Jesus saying, don't be afraid, is an absolution. He's saying to Simon Peter, your sin is put away. Don't be afraid. So he absolves him. Jesus is the Christ. He is perfect, holy, righteous, and having salvation. So when Simon says, you are holy and I am sinful, Jesus says, yeah, I'm holy, and I'm going to show you what it looks like to be holy. See, Jesus is going to lay down his life, his life that he lays down for you, for Simon Peter, and for you, and for me. On the cross, Jesus has taken upon himself the unholiness that clings to each one of you. Jesus has become, if I could say it this way and understand me correctly, because this is scandalous, I think, Jesus has become unholy so that you can be holy. It's not scandalous, it's scripture. It's from 2 Corinthians 5. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, our, our righteousness that we have required Jesus to take our unrighteousness, our unholiness. So, you who have come here today, bring all of your sin, bring all of it, you failed as a wife, as a husband, as a brother, as a sister, as a mother, as a father, as an employer, as an employee, as a neighbor, as a friend. You failed in all of these categories and you have this shame and guilt. That's what, that's what sin does to us. It, it condemns us and, it, and it, we... It, We have this shame and guilt. So what do you do with that? You bring it, you bring it here. And and Jesus takes that from you and give it to him. That's his desire to give for you to give that to him. There's no. uh, We're not going to establish some criteria of, you know, trading this for that. Jesus His mercy is so abundant that he says, just bring it 
all, every bit of it, and leave it here. And when you leave here, be free from it. You don't have that sin anymore. It's gone as far as the east is from the west. That sin is gone. I have put it away. So leave here knowing that, that you are forgiven in Christ. Therefore, do not be afraid. That's what Jesus says. Yes, you are a sinner. Yes, you are inadequate. Yes, you are unworthy on your own. And yet, in spite of all that, don't be afraid. In Christ, you're holy. In Christ, you are forgiven. In Christ, you are redeemed. So come and hear God's word. Press in upon this church to feast on the word. Come forward here to the rail to partake of his very body and his very blood. Bring the unwashed here to have their sin washed away. Here in this church and everywhere that word and sacrament are offered, we will cast the net of God's word. And that's what this is. This is a true account of something that actually happened in history. All right? Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But it is also a picture of something that is happening now and that has been happening thanks to God. And that is that the net of God's word is cast far and wide. And the fish, which are people, are captured by that and they're pulled in by Christ himself by his at his word he draws them in and there are so many fish so many people and what is the boat it's the church capital C church those people are brought into the boat and saved that way now there is a it's an interesting thing the way the the Greek word works for Catch, catching men, it, it, it's actually catching, it's live catching men. It's like catching live men. And it sounds funny to render it that way, so most translations don't say it that way. But yeah, these, these uh, fish, these people that are caught, they're not dying. They're, they're, they're being caught to everlasting life. And we will do that. All of this is thanks be to God. For he does this for you. And I mean it. Bring all of your sin and just leave it. And walk away from here being forgiven. And live that way. Don't carry around shame, guilt uh, from this sin. Leave it all here. Christ says, bring it to me and don't be afraid. I will take this upon myself. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.